Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. The following program was previously broadcast. It is our pleasure to travel the country and and meet uh, dedicated followers of Jesus Christ who are involved in our universities in one way or another, professors and students, graduate and undergraduate students, and uh, administrators, campus ministers, coaches, athletes, uh, you name it, and they've been involved speakers uh, like uh, Ravi Zacharias and Frank Turek and uh, others uh, who uh, frequent our campuses and are trying to lift up the gospel of Christ, which is sometimes under fire these days. That's why we call our program the Lion's Den University Report. My guest for this program, we're meeting... uh, at the International Conference on Creationism, meeting a few guests, and we feel origins is an important subject, as uh, where did we come from has a lot to do with why we're here and how we live and where we're headed. And my guest uh, today, uh, Dr. Mark Horstemeyer, he's a professor at Mississippi State University, and uh, Mark, welcome to our program today. I'm glad to be here, Glenn. All right, and so Mississippi State, I'm glad we met you here. I haven't been yeah. to Mississippi yet. so Oh, you know yeah. what? I had no intentions of ever going there, actually. Didn't you? Uh, okay. No, 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 but uh, God brought me there, and I'm very grateful for it. Uh, and it's glad to be back in Pittsburgh, too. I'm originally from Weirton, West Virginia, really cro- close near here. And right. just to give you a little background, uh, my undergraduate degree is from West Virginia University of Mechanical Engineering, and I got my master's degree at Ohio State. Okay. And I got my Ph.D. at Georgia Tech. Uh, in Atlanta, right. Georgia. Okay. In mechanical engineering with uh, minors in material science, mathematics. Right. One yeah. of our previous guests uh, was in engineering there, a professor, uh, Dewey Hodges. Did you ever come I across Dewey? Dewey? Okay. I sure do. <laughs> I sure yeah. do. Yeah. He's yeah. civil engineering. Right. Where mine's more in uh, materials and uh, mechanics, simulating sure. multi scale modeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, from electrons all out to large-scale structures. Right. And uh, I, when I worked at Sandia Labs in Livermore, California, for 15 years, we developed this multi-scale modeling framework. When we couldn't do underground thermonuclear bomb tests, we had to simulate that space, I which see. means we had to have the, the, the simulation capability to get sort of the 99% answer. And uh, since that time, uh, uh, after 15 years there, I've been about 15 years at Mississippi State, and we moved it to cars and car parts. And uh, while at Mississippi State, uh, the idea was to use these same techniques to what I call simulate genesis. Mm. So in other words, the events of the the days of creation, uh, the genesis flood, and these kind of things uh, with multi-scale modeling and history modeling effects uh, kind of uh, show what happened. Right. And uh, just using these laws of physics kind of thing. And my perception is, you know, I don't believe in evolution. I used to be, but... I uh, used to believe in it very strongly, you know, as a materialist before I was a Christian, meaning, you know, the material always existed, and I believe that. Right. And uh, I really, and, and then when I came to Jesus Christ and gave my heart to him, you know, I was, uh, I was challenged to tithe my time okay. from a professor at West Virginia University. And from that time, tried to see how I could use uh, these, these computational tools, high-performance computational tools for Jesus Christ. Right. Service. And so uh, at Mississippi State, um, I have a lot of my Ph.D. students and postdocs uh, do simulations related to the Bible. So we've run meteoric impacts. We've run um, uh, three-dimensional uh, subduction simulations to to uh, see what happened during the Genesis flood, working with John Baumgartner. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
uh, Tico Tenev is a PhD student of mine. He's he's now doing um, simulations of what happened on day four using general theory of relativity and how we got the sun, moon, and stars and, and right, the, cosmi that's the cosmic the, fabric. One and of the questions that comes up is the you know how the distant light exactly. could have gotten here in a short time span of thousands yeah. of years rather than billions of and, years. And Tico gave a presentation for about an hour yesterday explaining that that, right. that that's there's a there's a there's a fairly simple solution using general theory of relativity. Um, that that shows that you, that can happen within the six thousand year time frame with without a problem. Right. Yeah. So go, let's go back a little bit in yeah. terms of your spiritual life. Uh, did you, were you raised in a Christian home? How did you come you know, to faith? I was in raised Jesus in Christ? a Lutheran home, mm -hmm. and uh, although I went to church every Sunday, I would not say I was a Christian at all. And uh, in my teenage years, I started. Uh, searching for truth, I didn't know what truth. I didn't even know I was searching for truth, but I was, and I was I was trying to get all A's. I was trying to, you know, uh, smoke pot. I was trying to drink a lot. I was trying to go. I went to all these rock concerts. I, you know, just searching, searching, searching. Sure. And um, then I'm a th I'm the third of four four boys, and the, the oldest one had st stopped dealing in drugs. And I asked him what happened, and he said, "Well, Jesus Christ." And I started mocking him. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about... Right, Jesus. so this was but your older brother. It is, yeah, yeah my okay. older brother. And um, it's kind of interesting, um, the way he and my cousin sort of led me to the Lord. Uh, you would never guess what book of the Bible. You, you want to take a guess, Glenn? Take, take a guess. A revelation? No, no. but no, the book of Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, okay. Yeah, so yeah. they scared me. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they basically they told me about the, the uh, statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw and the historical timeline from the Golden Empire to the Silver to the right. Medo-Persian all the way down. And mm -hmm. So they went through the history. And, uh, to, and then the ten toes and then this rock breaking it up at the bottom. I said, what's all this about? And they told me Jesus is coming back and you're going to be left behind. Right. And yeah. so that sort of scared me a little bit. Sure. And sure. Um, uh, so anyway, I came to Jesus Christ uh, shortly, shortly after that and um, had the peace of God that, you know, that passes all understanding at that point. Uh, and then, then just started realizing my call. Mm -hmm. and plan and purpose in my life, and it's to raise the next generation of Christian intellectuals, and so that's why I'm in an academic environment, to, to, uh, to help encourage these young people who have these gifts and talents to be leaders in our society, and, and right. so, so get them PhDs in these areas and send them out. Sure. And, um, now, uh, you know, a lot of people would say you can't, th those two terms are contradictory, being a Christian and an intellectual. Yeah. And why do we say that's, you know, they're, they're not right. They don't understand what being a Christian is. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so R.J. Oppenheimer, the, the Jewish man who led our Manhattan Project, said it best, I think, that he recognized that modern science was burst out of Christian thought. And it kind of goes like this, that a rational God created a rational universe so I, by my rationale, can understand that universe. Of course, the scripture in, in Romans one twenty says we can understand his character, his nature, and attributes by the things he has made. So if we study and understand you know, wh what he made, mm -hmm. why he made these things, it says that we can understand his character. Right. You understand the engineer's character in terms of him engineering this whole thing that, that we call our, our universe. You know, and, and he engineered the biosphere with life. He engineered the geology, the geosphere. He engineered the astrosphere. So he went through an engineering process to design, 
to analyze, to procure, to assemble, to do logistics, to, to have in-service life, to have sustainability, and then to have death or recycling, you know, in all of these areas. Right. And that's the, that's the framework by which uh, I view everything. Because yeah. I think that's the framework that he did everything as, sure. as the main, you know, pre-existent engineer to it all. So uh, intelligence, there are intelligent Christians and there are unintelligent Christians because it isn't your intelligence that makes you decide for God. Yeah. It's your will. that uh, yes. you, you either yes. accept his offer of forgiveness or you yeah, reject fr- him. And, yep. And uh, so uh, I understand you have a title uh, along with your professorship as a, is it Giles? Uh, Giles, it's Giles, Giles Distinguished Professor. professor. Yeah. Yes, and what does that uh, signify? Yeah, uh, so there's about uh, 10 of us at the university, and mm-hmm. we're, we're, um, we go through a pretty rigorous um, thing to become that, but w- and I'm the chair of the committee this year. We host the president uh, once a month, the provost once a month, and we're sort of the non-managerial um, uh, technical um, arm, if the leaders of, of, the, com- of the university. Mm-hmm. And so we have private meetings. Uh, right. We have Vegas rules, whatever's spoken in the room stays in the room. Okay. And so they could talk about anything they want right. and use us as a bouncing board and brainstorming board and mm-hmm. not worry about it. Yeah. So um, So you went through a selection process to oh yeah, it's pretty uh, rigorous. get this yeah. position. Yeah, and the other one I have is a Cavs chair position and Cavs is a center for advanced vehicular systems in 2002 when I came uh, we started a whole center where where we do where I do the high performance computing uh, from the electrons the atoms the, the particles the grains all up to large scale structures so we simulate car crashes and things like that and that's where we do a parallel of not only simulating car crashes or bombs exploding but we do uh, things related to the bible you know mm. meteoric impacts on the earth Right. You know, what happened in day three when God separated the waters beneath from the land beneath. Or, you know, I've, I've done, I've published a couple of papers at the International Conference of Creationists on designing the ark and the processes we would use today and show that the resonant frequencies that of the animals or the humans on there wouldn't be anywhere near the sick levels of them. Mm. So you, frequencies from 4 to 10 hertz, you, you, people get motion sickness in vehicles or, or boats okay. or things. Yeah. Okay. So that wouldn't happen there. Right. And then we did these simulations where 500-foot tsunamis wouldn't tip over the boat, uh, the hmm. ark, and it okay. could be so. It could be 90 degrees in any in pitch and yaw or whatever, and it's not going to turn over. Right, and right? and a lot of people when they think of the ark, uh, they think of that little uh, uh, kid's picture of a of a toy yeah. boat that uh, held a few animals with their heads sticking out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's much bigger. And of course now we have the ark, uh, actual size uh, replica of that's it right. in uh, in outside Cincinnati. In, yeah, down in Kentucky. The ark that's encounter. Right. That's right. And uh, so. You've simulated some of these things, and you yep. believe they're true. And, and yes, you, absolutely. You don't need to throw away your brains to go to church or believe the no, Bible or no. to be a professor uh, uh, who's a Christian. That's right. No, no yeah, it's, I, I believe you know, God gave us brains to engage. Uh, whether whether it's we have an athletic ability, whether we have a brain that, that does well or a physical attribute, whatever they are, do it as unto the Lord because he gave everybody that gift. Right. And, uh, Glenn, if I may, I want to challenge the young people out there to get a Ph.D., Right. young Christians mm-hmm. to go down this road. And I started a nonprofit called the Association of Christian Graduate Researchers. Uh, it's that, that where I'm trying to get together people who want to get PhDs, who are getting PhDs, who are Christians, so there's a sense of community. Right. And, and, and solving these problems and working towards these things and, and, and being able to be the next generation of, of these leaders uh, that we put out there. So, 
you know, whether they're high school kids or undergraduate students or even master students, you know, my encouragement is if you've made it that far and you're that bright, go further with the Ph.D. Right. It, unfortunately, the Ph.D. is it doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't do anything like that. But it's a key to get indoors you wouldn't have otherwise. And sure. that's the, what's the way our society and culture is today. Right. It's not ripe, it's the way it is. And so I want to encourage the folks out there that they're hearing you, hearing your station and hearing your show all the time. Uh, to do that. And there are Christian faculty members around. Some of them are afraid to, you know, make their uh, their make their name known or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not, of course. People can Google me. You'll see all my research is out there. Everything's out there. Right. And anybody can, of course, contact me. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I could hopefully at least steer, them, so, steer them in the right direction. I mean, is it is it preferable in terms of your view uh, or maybe depending on the individual to get it at a secular university? You're at a secular university. Yeah, and I've always been a in Christian a secular university. I've been, in, I've been in secular society all my life. You know, right. Jesus, be, you're in the world, man. Yeah. You know, I'm in the world. Yeah, right. You know, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to be. So you can survive as a Christian, but you have to be grounded yeah. as a college oh, student. absolutely. Because many are, are being, you know, yeah, persecution's going to come. Persecution's going to come. The colleges. Yeah. But here again, too, Glenn, I think if people just uh, go to Christian schools or whatever, you know, persecution's going to come to them at some point, too. Right. It's going to come to all of us. Oh, yeah. You it's know. just temptation of life, yeah. isn't it? Uh, that, yeah. Uh, part of it, living for Christ. Is he first or what's, exactly. what's coming first? Exactly. Well, my guest uh, for this first uh, inter- uh, part of our interview is Dr. Mark Horsemeyer. And we're going to continue this on our next broadcast uh, with the Lions Den University Report. Uh, Dr. Mark, as his students call him, is a professor at uh, Mississippi State University and promoting that uh, Christian young people get their PhDs, and that's something uh, perhaps we haven't uh, pushed much on our program, but I think it's a valuable uh, concern and uh, encouragement. Uh, We'll uh, be back uh, next week at this time for the second uh, part of this broadcast. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at The Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844, or email ltcldur at yahoo.com. 